welcome everyone to another episode of slasher scotty i am your host scotty mccoy and boy do i have a surprise for all of you i have on zoom with me right now ann myrna and she is the producer of trepidity hey ann how are you doing today i'm good it's nice to meet you nice to meet you too i'm so glad that we can make this happen um so the first question i got for you how did you get involved with filmmaking Well, I'm one of those people who return to acting later in life. Mm -hmm. So I was in plays in high school and then worked in information technology for, let's just say, 40 plus years and decided I wanted more creativity back in my life. So I started off doing background acting on various films uh, or various uh, TV shows that are filmed in the Chicago area. And that kind of taught me all the terminology that um, happens on set and then to try to build my resume, I started working with people uh, to work in independent films. So I've acted in several and um, met Steve Herman, who is the filmmaker behind Trepidity about a year ago. He was working on another project, which I decided to support and um, just kept in touch with him and asked him if he could use any help um, putting other projects together. And he asked me if I wanted to be a producer and I agreed. Awesome. That's great. So Um, For those unaware, what is Trepidity all about? Trepidity is a horror film in the 80s slasher style that is about a group of girls that decide to do some partying in an abandoned barn Mm -hmm. and start talking about some stories about Satan being invoked and uh, go ahead and go through a ritual and uh, it's all downhill from there. Lots of blood. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm excited to see this, especially when I had, you know, uh, Magdalena on and uh, had some others on um, to promote it. And I'm really excited to see this. It's a very unique story. Not much of something like this is usually out there. Most of it's slashers or fan films. So uh, something unique like this is uh, it's kind of exciting. So I, I really look forward to seeing what this brings to the table. Yeah, and it's intentionally set in the uh, mid 80s. Okay. So that uh, the viewer is not wondering why doesn't somebody just get a cell phone out and call for help? Right. Um, there were no cell phones back then. And there's a little, uh, the beginning of the film kind of does a look back um, 10 years prior to when uh, the initial encounter with Satan happened in that same barn. Awesome. Awesome. So, as a producer of the film, what are your duties and obligations to make this film come to life? Well, my role has been mostly what they would refer to as a line producer. So um, I put together the budget for the film, um, did some uh, you know, research on uh, different you know, props and things that we would need that kind of contributed to the budget, um, the production schedule, and the big one, which is the fundraising. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I know uh, definitely the fundraising is an important part of any film, especially indie film, because with indie films, a lot of pe- as a lot of people either know or don't know is that indie films are smaller budgets and they don't have the money as big box Hollywood productions do. So the fundraising is a really uh, important aspect of getting a movie made. And how do you do that with, it, you know, other you just use crowdfunding, you know, crowdfunding is a big part of it, um, which Indiegogo, I'm pretty sure uh, Trepidity has an Indiegogo currently live, right? Um, yes, we're in the in-demand phase on Indiegogo, which means that it's just staying open because we met our um, initial goal. So yeah, if you go to Indiegogo.com and just search for Trepidity, T-R-E-P-I-D-I-T-Y, you will find our campaign. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So um, 
So what do you foresee being the hardest part of getting this movie? Or the movie's already made, but like what was the hardest part of the, getting this movie made? Like, did you have any obstacles or bumps in the road? Um, you know, we had to work with cast availability. Um, mm-hmm. Steve Herman has a lot of uh, cast that he has worked with previously mm-hmm. and wanted to include a lot of those actors. Um, so we just had to work with their availability schedules mm-hmm. um, when we filmed, it was cold and we were filming in a barn at night uh, to get the authenticity of, of the uh, evening light. And uh, I was okay because I was off camera. I had my really heavy duty winter coat on because we were uh, in uh, central Illinois. Um, but uh, the actors and actresses were a little chilly, especially once they got a little of that fake blood on them. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that, that that's that's gruesome. And I mean, I mean, that's the, the the good thing about like obviously when you're doing night scenes you have to do it at night um you don't have to but it, it makes it more authentic as you mentioned um was there any issues with lighting it up properly with the lighting you know with any of the light the lights or anything no i mean our camera guy had uh, lights and um you know so we have a very you know minimal set of uh, technology that we <laughs> we bring when we film so we're just working with a one camera set up um you know, in a, in a few lights um, and just had to kind of, you know, orient uh, the actors in the space uh, to get the shots that we wanted. But, you know, you come in with a prepared shot list and organized and we had somebody manufacturing blood uh, on nice. set uh, so that we could have it all nice and fresh uh, for the filming. Nice. Absolutely. So um, obviously the film is in post-production. Is there an anticipated release date or even release year? And where would uh, viewers be able to see this movie when it's out? Well, we are um, at the very, very tail end of post-production, and we're actually having a private premiere for cast and crew this coming Sunday in Chicago at a movie theater, which would be pretty cool to see it on the big screen. Um, And then we're going to enter it in some film festivals. And so we will look at trying to set up some distribution for the film so that it would be available um, on streaming platforms. Um, So that's still to be determined. Nice, nice. So you're a horror fan, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what, what horror movie got you into the genre? Oh, geez. Um, in the 80s, uh, not to date myself, but when I graduated <laughs> from college, I had transplanted from the Midwest down to Dallas, Texas. And um, the company I was working for had a bunch of college hires who had transplanted from the Midwest. So we'd get together and hang out on the mm-hmm. weekends and, you know, watch movies and stuff. And one guy was a fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the nice. original. Nice. And so I would say I, that really um, it kind of solidified my love of horror. Um, I mean, when I was in high school, the Count Yorga vampire movies were popular. Yeah. And so my cousins and I would, you know, trace to the movie theater to see those vampire movies. So I've nice. had, you know, dabs of horror film uh, throughout my life. But uh, awesome. yeah, TCM is one of my favorites. Awesome. Yeah, I had uh, Terry McMinn, who played Pam in the original on my show yesterday, I believe it was. Oh, awesome. Yep. Yeah, yesterday I had her on. Yep, she was she was really nice. And she she talked a lot about the up upward shot and she get like you know where she's walking it's like a, a shot from her from behind walking yeah. um and then she talked about her death scene and she also talked about how she was actually arc rivals with gunner hansen um a year before they were cast in the movie and uh i think it was toby hooper or one of the producers wanted her to meet the the actor that was portrayed to play leatherface and they when they went and she saw him from behind he was really tall curly brown hair when he turned around they both said at the same time what are you doing here 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny because I mean, you would think there's like so many people who are involved in filmmaking, but mm-hmm. it gets to be a small world. You do yeah. like even in, in my small circle. I mean, I've run into the same people over and over again, which yeah. is you know just kind of shows you the power of networking because then yeah. there are people that they know that they introduce you to, and your Absolutely. circle expands from there. Absolutely, she said that uh, for like when she first filmed it she wasn't very happy with it she thought she didn't do that good and she thought she she said for 35 years she was she was she always beat herself up over her performance in it and then she you know outcome streaming you know and and you know all this stuff and she eventually watches it again for the first time with one of her friends or whatever and she watched it and she's like i actually didn't do that bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm glad like, her opinion turned around because yeah, yeah. I mean, it is hard it's hard to watch yourself and you're always super yeah. critical and there yeah. are you know different ways to do it and whether you're on the the production side of the house or mm-hmm. you there you there you know, your, your critical oh, yeah. uh, self-evaluation yeah. so as long as the public likes it then it's a success yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, so the last question I do got for you, um, do you have any other projects, social media accounts, uh, websites, anything else at all that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience? Well, sure. Well, the uh, website for Trepidity um, is the Acrostar Films website. So mm-hmm. Acrostar, A-C-R-O-S-T-A-R films.com. Um, I actually had a hand in creating that website because that's what I do most of the time during the day is uh, create mm-hmm. websites. Nice. Uh, and then we mentioned the Indiegogo campaign for it. Um, we don't have it on the Acrostar website yet, but um, okay. we also have a Facebook group, a public Facebook okay. group. And I just renamed it. Let me um, okay. get the name of that. It's called Indie Horror Films from Acrostar Films. Okay. And on that Facebook group, um, we cover not only what's going on with Trepidity, but um, other Acrostar projects as well. So one that is in pre-production now is a throwback to the 1950s uh, B-movie creature features. Okay. And it's called It Came From Somewhere. Nice. And we're looking to film that uh, starting in September. Okay. It's going to be black and white, um, you know, kind of uh, Roger Corman, Ed Wood style mm-hmm. to it um, as if it were filmed in the 50s. So we're not looking for technical perfection on that mm-hmm. one. We're actually looking to plant some technical imperfection uh, yeah. so that it is like those movies from that era. But uh, uh, yeah, we've got a creature and um, I'm actually cast in that one. So it'll be it'll be fun to see if the creature comes after me or not. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's exciting. I can't wait to see that as well. I mean, good tribute to the you know classic 50 creature features. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, I thank you so much, Anne, for joining me today. Oh, sure thing. Happy to be here. Thanks again. Thank you. You have a great rest of your day. All right. You too, Sky. Bye. Bye.